Hello, everyone. I'm Jerry Savell. Welcome to our broadcast today. I'm thrilled to be able to share the word with you, and I've got a great message I believe you're going to enjoy. I'm going to take you into our Heritage of Faith Christian Center, uh, an outreach of Jerry Savell Ministries right here in Crowley, Texas, and I was preaching on the subject of reigning in life. I want to read to you Romans chapter 5, verse 17. They which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. The Amplified says, reign in life as kings. You and I should be reigning in life. Life shouldn't be reigning over us. We have dominion. We have authority. We have a right to live blessed. We have a right to live healed. We have a right to have the favor of God on our lives. In fact, we have a right to win in every battle, every adversity that we encounter. So I want to encourage you, listen very closely. I'm going to take you into that service where I was preaching this. And in fact, we're going to be talking about this for the next several weeks. And I believe, praise God, if you pay very close attention, take notes if possible, you are going to hear something that will change your life forever. Reigning in life. It's exciting. So get ready now. Let's go into that service where we're talking about, once again, reigning in life. Do you have your Bibles with you today? Let's go to Romans chapter 5 once again. Romans chapter 5. I began talking to you last week about reigning in life. Romans chapter 5 and verse 17. For if one man's offense, or by one man's offense, death reigned by one, much more. They which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. The Amplified says, reign as kings. Look at your neighbor once again and say, how's it feel sitting next to a king? <laughs> Glory to God. The word reign, as I mentioned last week, means to possess sovereign power. It also implies having royal authority. That's probably why the Amplified says reign as kings. When we're talking about royalty, we're talking about sovereign power, we're, it, it comes to mind kings and the way that they live and they exercise sovereign power royal authority. The contemporary English Bible says, live and rule as kings. Yes. Rule as kings, praise Amen. God. If we are truly reigning as kings, then it sounds like to me that Satan has absolutely no authority over us whatsoever. I'll say it again. If we're truly reigning as kings through the righteousness that has been bought and shed uh, bought and paid for through his shed blood, then Satan has absolutely no authority over us whatsoever. None. None. Any authority he's exercising over you, you allowed him to do it. Thank you for your enthusiasm. If you're in bondage, you've allowed him to put you there. Amen. You are the one with authority. You're the one with the power. You're the one with the dominion. Yes, sir. Amen. You have to learn to exercise it. The New Living Translation says we are to live in triumph over sin and death. Yeah. No wonder Paul says in Romans 6, 14, for sin 
shall not have dominion over you. Tell somebody these words. Satan can't make me do anything that I don't want to do. I have royal authority over him. Now that, that comes as a great revelation to most people. Satan can't make you do anything you don't want to do. You didn't quite in this church. Sin shall have no dominion over you. So Satan can't make you do anything <clears throat> that you don't want to do. You have royal authority over him. The New Living Translation says, sin is no longer your master. Sin is no longer your master. Well, if that's true, and it is, then why don't you take authority over whatever sin you might have in your life right now? Amen. Well, if you're too embarrassed, do it when you get home. But don't, don't go another day without taking authority over it. You have authority over it. Paul makes it very clear <clears throat> that we've been made free by the blood of Jesus. However, he also says in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. I'm already free. I've been made free by the blood of Jesus. That took place 2,000 years ago. But I'm the one who has to enforce it. Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Standing fast is our responsibility. Notice the understood subject of the sentence is you stand fast. And also notice once again that it says, goes on to say, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So even though you've been made free and that freedom took place 2,000 years ago, you can get entangled again with bondage. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. You would have to allow it. Can you say amen? amen. Is this too deep? Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So my responsibility is to stand fast in that freedom. Jesus has already done his part. Now it's up to us to do our part. He bought and paid for our freedom, and now we must enforce it. Look at it this way. You're already free. Now it's your responsibility to maintain that freedom, to protect that freedom. Amen. That's why he went on to say, once again, and be not entangled with the yoke of bondage, implying that it is possible to become entangled in bondage again, even after you've been made free. Amen. You know, I've heard testimonies many times of people that got delivered of smoking. And, you know, they went quite some time of not smoking. And then, you know, they wound up yielding to that temptation and began smoking again. And it became even harder to get free of it the next time. People that, you know, drink and they got delivered. And, you know, they slipped, wind up drinking, and, uh, you know, and it got harder to break that habit again. Yeah. But notice, you have to allow it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Amen. 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 
You have to allow it. You have to yield to it. You don't have to, but you're the one who yields to it. You have two choices, yield or take authority over it. Amen? Yield or take authority over it. Can you say amen? amen? This really is a good sermon, praise God. Now, it's possible to become entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Let me ask you this. Who is he writing to? The world? He's writing to Christians. <gasps> Brother Jerry, a Christian can be entangled again with a yoke of bondage? <laughs> Apparently so. He's writing to Christians. Amen. 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 All through this letter, he, he, he refers to the people he's writing to, brethren. Brethren, you, that, that means you're part of the body of Christ. You're a child of God. And so he is saying that it is possible for believers to get entangled again with the yoke of bondage. But they don't have to. They can stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has set them free. How? By exercising their authority over it. Make sure, the New Living Translation says, make sure that you stay free. Now, verses 16 and 17 give us one of the ways that we can make sure we stay free. The New Living Translation says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what a sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Holy Spirit wants. So notice what he's saying. Follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. You'll never be led astray. Listen to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not going to tempt you into doing something that is wrong. He's not even going to suggest it. He's the one that would say, don't. Amen. Remember those little cartoons, you know, that used to come on and they got this devil on one shoulder? No. And this, this good guy on the other shoulder, you know, and the devil's whispering in this guy's ear and the little angel's whispering in his other ear and he's either yielding one to the other. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's what it's, Paul is referring to about casting down every imagination, every thought that does not line up with the Word of God. Bring it into the obedience of Christ. Can you say amen? amen? So one of the ways that we stay free, maintain our freedom, is to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Don't shut him out. Listen to him. Amen. amen. He, he, he always gives you a way out of this. Amen. And the beautiful thing is, he will not condemn you. There is no condemnation to those that are in Christ, who walk after the Spirit and not of the flesh. Amen. He's not going to condemn you. He's not going to say things like, if you do this, God will strike you dead. No, in fact, if you really want to do it and you're determined to do it, he'll stand by and watch you, allow you to do it. But the Bible also says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. That would be grieving to him when he's trying to protect you when he's trying to keep you uh, whole and free, praise God. Amen. So 
You know, every, every opportunity to sin, there's also an opportunity to hear the Holy Spirit. And if you, if you just stop and think about it, every time you yielded to sin, there was another voice, which was the Holy Spirit's voice, telling you, don't. Yield to me, not Satan. Yield to me, not sin. Yield to me, the Holy Spirit would say, and not to the temptation. So this is one of the ways we stay free. The King James says that if you do this, then you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So once again, who's in charge here, the devil or you? It's not a trick question. <laughs> who's in charge here, the devil or you? Me. You, praise God. Amen. Satan's not in control of your life. You're the one who determines your own destiny, praise God based on what you do with the Word of God. You're the one with sovereign power. You're the one with royal authority. Isn't that true? The question is, are you using it? The question is not, do you have it? The question is, are you using it? Can you say amen? So it's not a matter of whether or not we have the authority. We do. The Bible is very clear about that. Make no mistake, you are the one with the authority. You're the one with the dominion. You're the one with the sovereign power, royal authority. You're to reign as a king in life. But are you exercising that power? Are you exercising that authority? That authority? Can you say amen? Quit asking God to set you free. He's already done that. John 8, 36 says, If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Well, did he do it? Did Calvary work? Did his blood work? Did his death and resurrection work? Then you're free. The Son has made you free, and you're free indeed. However... You can let go of that freedom and wind up back in bondage. So it's not a question of whether or not God has set you free. He's already done that. The Son has set you free. So then why would you ask Him to do something that He's already done? What you really need is a revelation of your authority. That was one of the major prayers that the Apostle Paul prayed for the body of Christ. In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 18, that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know. That's good. That you may know something. Yes. That the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened that you may come to this knowledge. The Amplified says, the eyes of your heart be flooded with light. That was his prayer for the body of Christ that the eyes of your heart be flooded with light. Verse 19, the Amplified says, so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and limited, unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe. Have you got that up there on the Amplified? Yes, sir. 
And so that you can know and understand, know and understand what is the immeasurable, unlimited, and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe. Look at somebody and say, I've got that on the inside of me. That's what the Bible just said. Tell them, that's what the Bible just said. I've got immeasurable, unlimited, and surpassing greatness of his power on the inside of me, praise God. That ought to get the job done, wouldn't you agree? That'll stop the devil in his tracks. But I have to exercise it. Can you say amen? Are you a believer? Say, I'm a believer. Then this power is in you right now. Not when you get to heaven, it's in you right now. The question is, are you exercising any of it? It's like uh, someone said to Brother Hagin one time, Brother Hagin, I've got all the faith in the world. He said, that's your problem. You still got it. You're not using any of it. You're not exercising any of it. You've got all the power, the authority that is necessary to keep the devil off your back, to keep him out of your life, praise God but are you exercising it? You're not helpless, you're not powerless, and you're not limited in any way. And you're supposed to be reigning in life. Tell somebody, I'm supposed to be reigning in life. Now, the Bible wouldn't tell us that if it wasn't possible. We are to reign in life. Hallelujah. One uh, commentary says that we are to be firm and unwavering in our stand against the adversary. Firm and unwavering in our stand against the adversary. If a thief broke into your house and you had the means whereby to stop him or prevent him from doing what he intended to do, what would you do? Would you just welcome him in? We've been waiting for you. How long will you be with us this time? What would you like? Would you like for me to help you carry it out? That is not what you do. Not if you're smart. If you've got the means, you know, the Bible says Satan is a thief. He comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But he comes knocking, we just let him in. You have authority over him. Why would you let him come through your house, tear up everything, break everything, steal everything, destroy your kids, destroy your life. Why would you just sit by and allow that to happen when you have dominion over him? Hallelujah. Amen. I, I, I really have a problem with a thief. I just don't like a thief. Yeah. Oh, uh, years ago, before we built our new home over here, <laughs> new home 30 years ago, <clears throat> we had an, an old ranch house and we added on to it and we built horse stables. We had horses and had cattle and built barns. And, and, uh, you know, and someone had blessed me with a beautiful handmade saddle. Oh, it's beautiful. And I had this, this horse that was given to me. I had him since he was six months old. His name was Jubilee. And uh, he was part uh, Mustang and part quarter horse. Very spirited, good-looking horse. Oh, that horse was beautiful. And after I'd had him broken and began riding him, you know, I didn't break him. I let somebody else break him. 
And uh, uh, I began riding him. Man, he was, oh, he was muscular. He was good looking. You know, and it was, it was just fun to ride him. And I rode him one day and I put my saddle in the tack room. And the next morning when I got up, somebody had come and broken into my tack room and stole all the saddles. And the one that I missed the most was the one that was made for me. It was a beautiful saddle. It made me so mad. Oh, it made me mad. A thief. The reason I don't like a thief, he has no regard for what you went through to get what he just stole. He has no regard for how long you worked hard for it or how long you bleed for it. He has no regard for what you went through to get what he just carried off. And, and I remember the Lord saying, well, if you get that mad at the devil, you could stop him from stealing from you. Not only that, but make him pay back everything he's stolen. Sevenfold. I was preaching this one time, and when I got through, Jesse the planter said, you mean to tell me we can believe God for sevenfold? So what the Bible says, you catch a thief, make him recompense sevenfold. Jesse said to me, well, then I've just gotten too expensive for the devil to mess with. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We have authority over that thief. Can you say amen? amen? So once again, one commentary says, we are to be firm, unwavering in our stand against our adversary. Since Paul already stated that sin has no dominion over us, and sin is the nature of Satan, then wouldn't it be reasonable to say that he has no dominion over us? If sin is his nature and it has no dominion over us, then neither does he. First John chapter 3 and verse 8, For this purpose was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. The Bible very clearly says this is why Jesus came, that he might destroy the works of the devil. He has no right to steal from us. He has no right to, to, to attack our bodies. He has no right to attack our finances. He has no right to attack our children. But if we just sit by and let him do it, he'll get away with it. And when, once he finds out he can get away with it, he just keeps coming. Can he say amen? amen? Now, Jesus said in the 16th chapter of Mark, Verse 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. And he goes on with some other things that we're qualified to do. Well, if we have the ability to cast out devils, then wouldn't you think that we'd have the, have the authority to do so first? I'll say it again. If, if he said, believers will cast out devils, well, wouldn't you just think that if we have the right to do that, he'd first of all give us the authority to carry it out. Can you say amen? Look at somebody and say, I have authority over the devil. I have authority over devils. I have authority over the thief. Can you say amen? The truth is we don't have to live in bondage any longer not in bondage to sin, 
not in bondage to sickness and disease, not in bondage to poverty, lack, or want. You can if you want to, but you don't have to. I think somebody I lift their hands and thank God we don't have to live in bondage. Hallelujah. We don't have to live in any form of bondage. Many people, even if they're Christians, are not living in the fullness of the blessing that God has intended from the start. God has called us to reign in life, and that means we should be living in the fullness of the blessing. In the revealing three CD series, Living in the Fullness of the Blessing, Jerry Savelle shares in-depth revelation about the blessing. Living in the Fullness of the Blessing is all about living a life without limitations. When the blessing of God is on your life, you are not limited to the natural anymore. You have something working for you that others don't have. The blessing of God is an empowerment that comes on your life when you get born again. It's time to learn how to live in it. Call now or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request the powerful three CD series, Living in the Fullness of the Blessing. God wants each and every one of his children to live in the fullness of the blessing that he has pronounced on their lives. It's up to you. Make the decision to reign in life and start living in the fullness of the blessing today. Thank you once again for joining me today. I trust you were inspired by the Word of God. And let me encourage you, don't be just a hearer only. Be a doer of the Word. Reign in life. Take your dominion and your authority over your adversary. Don't let him rob you of God's best. You have a right to rule in life and reign in life. Praise God. Today, I want to make mention of our special offer, three CDs entitled Living in the Fullness of the Blessing. You know, so many Christians today don't understand what it means to be blessed. They don't understand how to walk in the blessing. You know, it's not just a religious word that we use from time to time. It means more than just saying, bless you when somebody sneezes. It's an empowerment. It's the empowerment to prosper, to excel, to rise above what holds other people down. God wants you to live in the fullness of the blessing. You need to study Deuteronomy chapter 28 and particularly the first 14 verses. It talks about the blessing of Abraham. You're entitled to that. And in this series, you're going to learn how to take those scriptures and apply them to your life and learn how to live in the fullness of the blessing. So all the ordering information is on your screen right now. Place your order today. Don't delay. And we'll send them to you just as quickly as possible. And I know once you get them in your home, you're going to enjoy every CD. In fact, invite friends and family over. And uh, I believe, praise God, you can have yourself a great Bible study. So once again, place your order today. Don't forget all of our social media. You can uh, log on to our website. We want to stay in contact with you. We want to be a blessing to you. We want to continue to share with you what we've learned in how to overcome, how to rule, and how to reign. So once again, thank you for joining. I look forward to talking with you and sharing the word with you next week. So until then, remember, Jerry Savelle reminding you that your faith will overcome the world.